Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. I am here with Pastor Kenny King, and today we want to begin a new series. We're not exactly sure uh, how many episodes we'll devote to this series, but uh, we want to talk about the woke war. Yeah. Uh, we, we've we've actually talked about this some in the past. We've um, had some episodes where we uh, dealt with this issue and the kind of the co-opting of this term and why that's... Um, um, why that's a problem, but we felt like because it's just it just seems like it's not going away. I mean, the issue is not going away. The word is not going away. The um, the, the problems and the how it's being used um, and all these different things. And so we thought, you know what? Let's uh, let's take some time and just kind of walk through some dis- different as- aspects. Specifically, we kind of want to look at some different uh, backgrounds. Dive a little bit uh, different. Uh, dive into these different. So I said backgrounds, battlegrounds. Yes. Places where this terminology is being used in uh, unhelpful, problematic ways, and uh, kind of how we need to think through that. And so we want to do that today in our episode. We want to begin uh, just kind of in how it all started and how all this kind of trouble all started. So Kenny. Give us some history on kind of how we got to where we are with the situation with the term woke. Yes. So this battle in regards to the the word woke, it's really just a different uh, version of the war that's been happening um, anytime minorities are trying to gain rights. Okay. So it's a way to try to counter that. And so when you think about kind of our history as a nation, you go back to slavery. Right. And so you, you, you have um, black people, slaves, who are trying to just be seen as human and, right. and not property. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to counter that? Well, you come up with ways in which to call them an inferior race. Right. I mean, the church even you know, fell into this trap, actually, you know, helping the culture in this sense. And, you know, the curse of (laughs) what the curse of Canaan and Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. these different ways in which um, you tried to make uh, black people seem inferior. So, you know, just the idea that we're humans and not property, you had a way to counter that. And Mm -hmm. so now, okay, now we want freedom. So we want a way to counter that and an actual war has to break out. The Civil War has to break out for that. Well, you get freedom, so now you want rights. Well, we come up with Jim Crow laws, mm. and we come up with redlining so that you are not able to you know, get homes in different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we, we get past the Jim Crow laws, and we want voting rights, and we want other. And mm-hmm. so these laws get passed, and or let's think about you know school desegregation. Well, so we want the right to go to good public schools. Well, we have white flight, and we have other you know right. we can find a way mm-hmm. to even defund the schools. And so you you just have this history, and you finally get those rights, and then we have the war on drugs, and just ways mm-hmm. to counter the minorities trying to get rights. But with woke, 
you know, specifically with this word woke, I would say that's more of a recent history. Mm-hmm. It's the the history since I would say maybe Mike Brown, the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. um, where you have different um, black men, black women being killed at the hands of police. And so the, the word woke starts to you know, carry this connotation of be aware of what's going on in regards to racial violence, mm-hmm. like a, you know, our racial injustice. Mm-hmm. But it really started to uptick, I would say, in 2020. Right. I mean, in 2020 was just a horrible year in regards to racial violence you had mm-hmm. brianna taylor being killed you right. know from a no-knock warrant you had mm-hmm. ahmaud arbery being killed right and then you had george floyd where we just all saw yeah um the, just this horrible horrible murder of a black man right and so the response to that was like the system is incredibly broken mm-hmm. um, we need to come up with some ways in which to make this right and the natural impulse of those in power seems to be historically, let's find ways to counter what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say that some of the people who are advocating for the black community, they went too far, like defund the yep. police. That's too far. Yep. Uh, you know, those, those, you know, seemingly mm-hmm. um, rationales are, are just insane. Right. But it, this seems to be immediately and and immediate from the people in power. So let's let's find a way to justify not giving these rights to people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a history of where this this war comes from. It just comes from just the people's tendency to want to hold on to power to counter the the fight to gain rights in different in different situations. So what I'm thinking. Let me ask you a question here. So what I'm yeah. thinking, you know, when you look at that kind of historically like that, run through that obviously briefly. But I mean, there's almost a sense that everybody has known. I mean, I, it's almost like I mean, I think about uh, Romans one, two, and three, where the Lord gives us a conscience. Right? Yes, we know it's wrong to hate people because they look different than us. Right. I mean, there's a part. Did we just know that? Probably shouldn't do that. Yes. And yet, like through the years, it's like we're finding all of these different ways to be able to justify it. Yes. And and then we, you know, finally the, the, the you know, the war happened, slavery is is uh, ended at least legally. But then it's like we, we've still got to find a way to be in control here, but we can't do it in such a blatant way. Right. So then we come up with Jim Crow laws, right, because it's a, it's a way to... It's almost like we're constantly looking ways to subtly remain racist. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. like, like we want to remain racist, but we know that's wrong. We, right. We can't just say, I hate black people. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, like, that, you're not supposed to say that. No. And so it's like, well, I'm not going to say that out loud, but I'm going to try to come up with these laws that oppress um, Absolutely. the black community and that don't necessarily say, this law is going to oppress the black community, right? But right. but it does it in such a way that um, I mean, anybody who's really paying attention is going to say, "Hey, this is not fair." And, you and, know, and and here's the the issue too: it's not just the laws; it's let's make them be viewed negatively. 
Yeah. And so when, when you think about after the Civil War and, you know, black people gained freedom, you have things like the birth of a nation where the black man is viewed as a rapist. Mm. He's he's going to harm our white women if yep. you, if, because he has these rights. And the and the KKK is celebrated in that film as they're going to come and they're going to rescue us from Protect this threat us. of the black mm. man. Right. right. And so you think, go back to all the lynchings that happened after, um, in the Jim Crow era. Right. A lot of them was for the reason, uh, a lot of the justifications was he talked to a white woman. Yeah. Or he was attempting to rape a white woman. Mm-hmm. And so you have this this negative connotation from little this film. No, little to no proof. Little, little to no proof, right? Just an accusation. Just an accusation. Mm-hmm. And it leads to this violence against black people because we want, we don't want them to have this, this, this equal footing with us. Mm. So we're going to, we're going to come up with a way to make them be viewed as negative. And this is what's going on with woke. We're going to take this word and we're going to put all these things that we view as negative under this umbrella. Right. And so we're going to make them seem negative. Mm. And right. what I mean, the danger in that is that we don't we don't look at history to see the danger in what we're doing mm. with the in, in this battle. Like we're we're call, there's going to be some issues. Mm. There's already been issues. Look at Jacksonville, right? right? Yep. I mean, this guy was a carbon copy racist, mm. and but history from other countries tells us that if we start to um, Try to label another group in a negative way. You're going to have problems <laughs> down the line. Hmm. Like words matter. Yep. Like we, we, we tend to think that words don't matter. Mm-hmm. But we know from the word of God that what we say actually does matter. Right. And so this history, we, we have to look back on this history and say, what are we doing? <laughs> right. We need to stop. Right. Right. So, brother, who who are the participants in this war? We got some history, but yeah. like, who, who's picking up arms when it comes to this? Right. Well, I mean, when you specifically when we're you know dealing with the issue of woke, right? Um, it, it seems as if you you kind of have both sides, yes, to some degree are are involved with it. So the conservatives, those who we would say are maybe on the right, um. What they're doing is it seems to they're using woke in a negative sense. Yes. And so it almost becomes, let me find everything that I disagree with that's would be liberal or left of me or whatever, uh, that other party, you know, <laughs> let me find all of those, all of that stuff, and I'm going to start calling that stuff woke. Yes. Right? And if you, if you are woke, then you agree with that stuff. Um, I mean, so some of the examples would be, you know, if you are woke, you support the LGBTQ plus movement. Right. Right. If you are woke, you su- you support that, you know. And um, whereas historically that movement and the idea of woke have had nothing to do. Nothing at all. At all, you know. Right. Um, and, and there is a history of the LGBTQ plus movement kind of co-opting words and co-opting language and movements, movement. civil rights movement. Yeah, I mean, we've talked right. we've talked about some of that, and so there's some problem there. But it's almost as if now those have become one, right? 
Woke, yes. woke means if a person is LGBTQ+, you say they're woke. Right. That person's woke. When historically that hasn't had anything to do. But, but conservatives have found it a very easy way to label their opponents and, um, and, and really just label anybody that's more left than they think they should be. And, and then that's a way to kind of rally the troops, right? We're right. All, we, we're anti-woke. We don't, we don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. And, um, and so I think the conservatives are using it in, in that way. Who else would you, how else do you think you would yeah, see it? Yeah, kind of jumping on the con- conservatives. When, when you look at now, like every person who's running for the mm-hmm. Republican um, presidential, um, not to be the nominee for right. the, they're using that word mm-hmm. in that sense because they know this is the word that we use to rally mm-hmm. our base. Yep. And so on on the left, what we have is kind of a co-opting of the word woke right. to for other issues. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're woke if you care about the environment. Mm-hmm. You're woke if you care about you know, diversity and equity and inclusion mm-hmm. and, and those things. And so when you broaden the meaning of the word, you're taken away from the original mm-hmm. meaning of the right. word, right? And so I would say for, for those on the left even, be careful when mm-hmm. you're seeking to be an ally, not to, quote, co-opt a word. Right that has historically not meant what you think it means yeah. or, or what, what you want impli- it to mean. What you're implying that it means. Right. Because yeah. you, now you're weakening mm-hmm. the the intention of the word, but you're, you're not only weakening the, in, the intention of the word, you're weakening the, uh, especially when it pertains to, to black people, mm-hmm. you're weakening their movement because now you're right. jumbling everything under this umbrella. Right. I not saying that, you know, we don't we don't need to care about those other issues, but find another word. Yeah, yeah. For and, and here's the thing. You don't necessarily need a word to yeah. to fight for those different ideas. Yeah. yeah. You don't and, necess- and I think that's the weird that's yeah. to me that's kind of the confusing thing. Yes. Because it's like at one point we just called it the Whatever LG issue. the LGBTQ plus movement or right. we just called it climate control or we called it <laughs> yes i mean you know what i'm saying like we just kind of used terminology and now it's like let's find one word that represents all of that yes and the conservatives are using it in a in a negative way right and in the the left is kind of using it uh in in a in a they want to try to use it in a positive way right and really in one sense they're all moving away from what the word originally meant. Right. And so (laughs) if you want to be woke, you got to take on all these other issues that you may not want to take on. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to be anti-woke, then you got to be against everything that is, that you, Mm -hmm. that you feel they stand for or anything that remotely smells like or looks like what they stand for. And so it becomes, um, kind of weird, which gets into why we should care about yeah, this. Like, why is it? You know, what does it matter as believers? Like, why? Why does this matter? Why should we even talk about this mm-hmm. on the Diversity and Fellowship podcast?
What is one reason for that, brother? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, and this is something that's been concerning to us, is that because even the church is probably at times people, individuals within the church um, are following too closely to their political pundits and political movements and, and all this kind of thing. Now the terminology is beginning to move into the church. And I, I would say it's not beginning. I would say it's already. Oh, definitely. Right. And, and it's almost become a thing where it's like, if you're not anti-woke, you're not conservative. Right. You know, if you're not anti-woke, I mean, even, I, I mean, it might even go so far as somebody to say, if you're not anti-woke, you're against the Bible. Yes. I mean, like, it, it's it's mm-hmm. getting to a point where it's like, you have to be anti-woke or you're not Christian. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, right. It, and, and, and so, it, it again, it, it you, I think you have to uh, realize that this is not, you know, maybe a few years ago, 2020, 2021. I mean, you're you're kind of reading this, you're seeing this online, you're seeing this as kind of different places. Now you're actually hearing it in conversations. You know, you're, yes. you're, you're hearing people that you know talk about it or ask questions about it, or you know, and um, and I think that's because the term has been so smeared. Yeah, you know, I mean, so horribly smeared. I mean, Kenny and I run in the conservative circles, right? But right. That's, that's where we run, and so, but that term has been. S- so smeared in our circles that it's, I mean, it's really difficult to even have a conversation with somebody about it. Right. I've actually, um, you know, again, because the word woke is, has been part of my culture since I've been around, right? It wasn't, it wasn't something new. When I first heard someone use the word, I had to step back for a minute and think like, how are they using this word? Right. Because, it was okay. I know you're using this in a negative way. You don't know what this means, do right. you? <laughs> right? right. And so it's it's weird that you start hearing a word like it's new when you mm-hmm. know it's not a new word. It's something that you're familiar. It's the same thing with CRT. Like CRT wasn't just invented in 2020. Nope. No, CRT's been around since the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now everybody was talking about CRT. Like, no, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you understand what that means. Well, here's the thing. I know you don't understand don't. what it yeah. means because it's graduate level stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't even understand what it means. Right. But for, for, for a minute, everybody was anti-CRT, anti-Marxist. And so we mm-hmm. just keep finding labels to um, to try to represent things that we don't like. And so when you start to hear it in the church, it gets confusing. It's yeah. a it's a sign that we are being discipled by the wrong people, mm. and and we're we're losing um, being discipled by the Word of God. Yeah. What el- what else would you say is a reason why? Yeah. So we should be concerned about the truth, yeah. right? And so yeah. when we when we do hear, I'm not saying people shouldn't watch the news or you sure. know listen to news. I'm not saying that at all. I'm close I, to saying that. I'm almost, I'm almost I mean, there. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> yes, you know, I'm almost like, to the point where I like. If somebody I, came and asked me, like, what's a good news source? I'd be like, man. I, yeah, I, I, I would probably, you know, I would lead them to some people. And this could be your diversity and fellowship resource today. Right, right. Like, 
follow David French or, you know, okay. I like David yeah. French. Just follow him. Yeah. And whoever he follows, then you follow him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but the thing is, You've we already should. offended all the anti-woke right. people. With, uh, I, I offended with everybody the, by the David saying David French. French. That's right. Because he's, he's right. I mean, he's, he's too much in the middle. He's too Come much on. in the middle. Everybody's yeah. mad at Everybody's that mad at him. suggestion. Yeah. But yeah. So just be concerned about the truth and, and you know, not slandering other people. Mm. You know, not being lazy thinkers, yeah, and and, and the lazy thinkers is is using the word woke to to mean things that it doesn't, mm-hmm. right? Not not even knowing what the word woke means and just using it right. for the sake of using it, and now actually take time to to know what things mean, and take time to. Um, Make sure that you're not slandering others, especially, mm-hmm. you know, your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's going to lead right. to division in the church, which we've already seen in so many different ways. Yeah, like I think I should just say, like, I'm you know, as a white brother, right, if you're listening to me and you're white, um, you need to understand that when you use the term woke in a derogatory, pejorative, mean, negative way, there's a very good chance that that's going to be offensive to your black brothers and sisters. When I hear anti-woke, I'm going to tell you right now, I hear anti-black. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. what I hear. And it takes everything within me to compose myself and correct. Mm. I, I immediately hear anti-black because I, again, understand that I've lived with this word for the longest Right. It is not something that is new for me, and I know it doesn't mean everything that you want it to mean. Right. And so, dude, when you come to me and say anti-woke, know that like the spirit is constraining me <laughs> to a point right. where I have to stop. You know, I have to st- make sure I lead with grace and yeah. and correct it because it's it's that offensive to me. Yeah. And, and and I think we've heard me say it. Like, I'm not voting for anybody who used that word in that sense. I'm right. not. I'm yeah. just, I can't do it. Yeah. I and mean, so, it, you said before, yeah. either you're, either you're uh, ignorant of the word, yes. which means you're probably not fit for office or two, you're just racist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it, I mean, it, like what? You're, you're too lazy to understand mm-hmm. what you're saying and the history behind it. Right. And again, like your words matter. Yeah. And you're, you're, div- not only are you, you know, hurting yourself, but you are dividing mm. the country. Right. By, by using that type of language. And, and so we got to be better than that, man. We just got to right. be better. And I can't, you know, in good conscience, vote for people who are seeking to divide in that way. Right. So I mean, another thing I think I would say is, you know, we need, um, I mean, just in general, like we need better discernment. Yes. And and this is something, you know, you and I have talked about, like there, we've gotten to this point politically where it's like, you just support whatever your party supports, you know? Yes. And, you know, it does, that. It, it's almost like we can't think, you know, like, well, maybe they're wrong on this or maybe, maybe their policy on this is, is unhelpful or, you know what? Maybe the other party's policy policy on this is actually better. Yes. We would never say that today. No, 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 <laughs> I no. I mean, that is like heresy, <laughs> you know? Yes. And so I, I think as Christians, we have a responsibility as mature adults, <laughs> as, as people who can think for themselves and think people who can think biblically to be able to look at an issue like immigration and say, 
we need to we need to think through this. Yes. Right? I mean, we need to we've we've got to think through this and think through what this should look like and what this could mean and what what happens, and not just one hundred percent say I'm following this party. I'm following this party. Yeah. I, I think that's I think we've I think we've messed up there. And I just I mean we could use other issues besides immigration. I mean, oh yeah. Like there's just all these kind of other things that are there and and we as Christians need to learn to be discerning. And if we're not on this particular issue with the woke, then we're really going to get kind of led down a path that again, I keep circling back to it. We're as as the white majority, you're going to get led down a path where you think you're doing nothing wrong and you're being horribly divisive and offensive to brothers and sisters in the minority. Right. Like we've we need discernment so that we're not led down that path. Yes. Right. I mean, we need to be able to exercise some discernment. I mean, do you you think that's part of what we're talking about here? Oh yeah. I mean, definitely exercising that discernment because, and here's the last reason Mm -hmm. and it's going to affect your witness to the community that you are in. Yeah, that's right. Because let's say you, you hear this word woke and you you take this word and without thinking through its history, without thinking through what it actually means, and and you try to go out in the community that we're in right now, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and say, you know, Jesus uh, has died for all of your sins, and your example of sins is wokeness. <laughs> mm, yeah. They're gonna hear that, and they are going to you're going to shut down yep. anything right. else. First, I mean, they're going to do like I did first. How is this person using this word? Right. They're going to realize they're using they this in a negative way. Right. Oh, okay. I'm done with this conversation. You yeah. have just ruined your witness in that mm. community. Right. And guess what? Now in the days of social media, they go get online and talk about how racist you are. Right. <laughs> so you right. not just ruined right. it for yourself. You've ruined it for the church now. Right. And so you got to be careful about that. Like there, there are certain things that do not need to be coming out of your mouth when you're going out and, and witnessing the people or not just witnessing the people, just in general. Right. Mm, that's right. Like it's going to affect your witness in your community. And and you need to think about that no matter what community you are in. Again, yep. we were uh, doing the Filipino training for, mm-hmm. you know, our, and there were certain certain things that I wouldn't even know known about. Yep. If I hadn't had that training that if I ever go to the Philippines, I need to not do. And yep. so we got to mm-hmm. be careful about that when it comes to witnessing to the communities we are around. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully that's helpful. Again, just a just an intro to uh, kind of this series uh, as we as we build on this in the weeks uh, weeks to come. We want to look at some specific battlegrounds, kind of circle back and maybe look at the battleground of education and look at the battleground of uh, kind of the job or the workforce. So look at the look at the battleground of um, politics or, or, or other other places where uh, we think that these battles are being fought. Uh, this this woke war, and so we'll we'll come back to that. But before we're done today, we want to ask our crazy question. And so, yes. Pastor Kenny, the crazy question for you. We've been talking about battles, battlegrounds, war. Right? We're using that uh, imagery for this discussion of woke. So let me ask you this question. What's the craziest battle, in your opinion, in the Bible? 
Yeah, so the craziest battle to me, and it's ju- it's in Judges twenty. It's basically a civil war in Israel. It's right. all the tribes of Israel against the tribe of Benjamin, and so you would think they would just come and wipe out Benjamin, right? Yes, uh, it does not happen that way. Like mm-hmm. Benjamin has these left-handed snipers, left-handed. Like they there got, it they, is, they have right? the slingshots. Mm, yeah. Like it's only like mm. seven hundred of them too, right? And but they, I guess they are beasts with the slingshot. They are, and they are taking them out. Right, like it's like three battles, and they can't do anything with these people from Benjamin. Right, and then they finally break through. But yeah, it's a weird, weird battle. Just go read. Mm. You might not want to read. It's some horrible stuff. Reason why they end up going to war with Benjamin. Yes, but it's the right. craziest battle to me because they got these left-handed snipers. So. People who are left-handed, um, don't trust them. Like, don't mess with them. Don't trust them. Don't, Wait a minute. Don't Wait a mess minute. with them. That's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> like, don't don't think that you're just going to come and run up on them and it's going to be all right. We would like to apologize yes. to all of our left-handed listeners. Not, uh, no no, no uh, shade saying, to Eli. My, my Kenny man, saying Eli. not to trust What them. I'm saying is. My like, son don't, is left-handed. Yeah, don't, no shade to Isaiah. <laughs> right. what, what I'm saying is, is, like, don't think that they mm-hmm. are yep. easy to defeat right don't don't trust your own skills against them that's right they will break you down Lefties. You, remember, you're just I mean, not used to them when i was a kid like uh we uh one of my buddies was left-handed right and he was the best pitcher in the whole league because nobody knew how to hit a no, left-handed pitcher not, just not used we, to we it we were used to the right-handed guys but the left-handed guy were like nobody knew what to do <laughs> right he was actually a good picture, though. I think but still, what, well, I think his left-handedness helped him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Them stones coming at you from the wrong angle, man. Angle, just, man. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Knocking you in the head, you, yep. you can't do that with that, that's man. True. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my crazy battle. What about you, man? Okay, so I, I'm just going to use this is there's a there's a feature in the battles of the Bible that I think that I see over and over again, which I just love because it shows that our God is victorious, but um. I'm I'm going to use the last battle to to kind of show this because over in over in Revelation 19, right? You have this building story of uh, I mean really the whole book of Revelation it's kind of building to this climax, right? There's going to be this this final battle, this great battle. And all the all the kind of the armies are gathered and and so let me just let me just read to this kind of how it plays out because I yes. think it's great. It says verse this is Revelation 19 verse 19. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse, that's Jesus, and against his army. So there it yes. is. The beast has gathered. His huge army is going to happen. And then verse 20, and the beast was captured. <laughs> that's it. And that's pretty much it. Right? right. And so my point is, and I think uh, if you've heard me preach on a battle in the, in, um, in, uh, at the church, you'll, you'll know this, but... What I love about the battles in uh, the Bible is that when God is involved, there's there normally last one verse. Because yeah. As soon as the battle starts, it's over because the Lord is the Lord always wins. The right? Lord always wins. He is the it's most over. powerful one. So, uh, I think the last battle is a great example of that uh, point. And so it's one of the craziest battles. You got all this. Everything's bi- you know we watch yes. movies and we're expecting like a thirty minute battle, right? I mean thirty. You know it's going to be long, and you expect that in the Book of Revelation, and it comes all comes down to one verse one because verse. our God is victorious. Amen. 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 All right. That's well, good, good stuff. Uh, we will continue this uh, series. Um, Uh, in the future and we uh, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch up with you next week God bless you 
Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.